The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. Hello. Good? <laughs> you sound tired, Steve. You sound tired. <laughs> I sound more confused than anything, but yes, I think I hit my mark on that one. Yeah, the podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I am doing well and excited because we've got some more listener questions pouring in. And uh, pick a good one and see what we got this week. I I had to sort through quite a few, but this one rose to the top. Here we go. I am 22, and I have a question regarding a a lack of relationships to ask about in your podcast on relationships. If that is eligible, my issue is about my lack of attraction towards people. I don't think I have had, a, had crushes, and the only guys I have felt very attracted towards have been people whom I, due to different reasons, couldn't possibly date. When one of them somehow started dating me, my attraction decreased when the difficulties vanished. No matter how many good or not so good friends, who probably have all the qualities I would say I want in someone and matching interest and whatnot, profess love or ask me out, I just can't get myself interested in anyone, no matter how much I try, even when I really admire them as people. I think I have had enough uh, uh, options to realize that the problem is not with them, but with me. I do, uh, I do want to feel interested. What can I do? Also, as everyone probably understood, I am a female. All right. Take it away, Steve. <laughs> I appreciate that because you and I often ask that question. Yes, and then we, we have to, like, speculate. <laughs> it's, it saves us some mental gymnastics in there for, for you know, no, trying to go for every, every scenario. Like so, so go ahead for this one scenario and take it away. <laughs> 22-year-old female. All right. When she started the question... I thought there is a subgroup of people, and uh, I don't know if there's as many men and women. I don't have enough experience in this area, but there is a, a subset of people that just don't have the attraction. And attraction, I'm going to label as sort of a sexual spark because you have a lot of intimate relationships in your life. You have your parents, you have your good friends, but what separates a romantic relationship is that sexual spark. So if you don't have it for anybody, uh, there's a group of people that sort of have that wired into them. It's a very small, tiny group, but they do exist. However, what she said that kind of got my ear perked was when she said that I'm not attracted, and attracted is her word. Mine would, I, I don't, I'm going to put my word in instead. I don't have that sexual spark to people who I admire or respect. I have that sexual spark to people that I have absolutely no shot at being in a relationship with, probably because there's something damaged about them. And as soon as they stop treating me badly or doing bad things, I'm no longer interested. I don't have that sort of zing in my step. So to that, I would say... That uh, attraction is usually, and there are like visual cues that we kind of hone in on that are what turn us on, what get that motor running for us. But when it comes to relationship and those long-term kind of two hearts beating as one kind of people where you have the emotional, the cognitive, and that physical, that sexual spark, those are people that sort of, they hit patterns of familiarity to us. 
And so to the uh, letter writer here, I would say, is there something in your background that bent your radar antenna to where you are now that those patterns of familiarity get tickled when people do things that are construed by you as misbehavior, bad behavior, poor behavior, treat you badly or do whatever it is that would turn you off in a regular relationship because those are the patterns that got established early that we need to somehow overcome. And uh, therapy can do that. But the one thing that I've said on the show a few times is if you're expecting that you will have a 10 out there on the attraction scale to where it rings your chimes like a Pavlovian dinner bell and draws you in like a tractor beam, you may not be wired to have that kind of passion for that part of life. But what you can hope for is someone that hits like a seven. And uh, those are the people that you're hoping for, but those are the people that are bad for you because of those patterns of familiarity. So what I would say is if you can go after someone that's kind of a five for you, someone that you have a little bit of respect and a little bit of zing, that those might be the people that are your sweet spot. And it'll never make you feel like you're floating on a perfumed cloud of bliss with that person, but it'll give you a nice, comfortable partner to go through life with. And not just be your sexual partner, but also be your partner that you can talk about things that interest you both. Books you read or politics or movies or whatever you're into. Like uh, someone to kind of turn on that part of your brain that says, this is the person I want to be in the rowboat with. So therapy, if you have some damage in your background, like just some wreckage that may have bent that radar antenna, and if you don't have that, then I would say maybe going after a five and going for someone you're comfortable with instead of someone you're really turned on by is uh, is uh, that uh, the... <laughs> Asymptote? I don't know what word I'm looking for here, James. But anyway, <laughs> don't go after the zing. Go after someone that you can imagine waking up next to. All right. Well, I'm, I would lead off with saying I, I totally get not being attracted to people. I, I've met people, and people are the worst. So the fact that you would be <laughs> kind of appalled by them across the board. Hey, present my, company yeah, notwithstanding. Of course. Yeah, that might be the most you know reasonable reaction we've ever gotten from any letter writer on this show. <laughs> um, I, I will say, though, I, I think you know not, not everybody is going to go through life and find a partner and pair off and, you know, and stick together till death do us part. Maybe you're not even going to date casually. There's nothing that says you have to, you have to pair off off with somebody some people prefer to be alone and it's possible that you're one of them and i guess the only way you know that is to try different things try being alone trying being with someone and see how that works out uh, i interpreted what she wrote a little bit differently where she said that where she, people who she couldn't possibly date for different reasons i didn't take that to be so much as like things on them turned her off i took that to be as like they're in a relationship with somebody else they're in another country things like that and maybe if they move back you know suddenly they were attainable she just lost all interest she was only maybe sounds like maybe she's interested in the idea of a relationship more than the relationship itself. The kind of thing where, you know, in a rom-com, you know, relationships sound great, but then you actually have to put up with somebody sitting there, you chewing with their mouth open. It's like, yeah, no thanks, I'm out. So uh, so maybe maybe the uh, the relationship road isn't going to uh, going to lead anywhere. I mean, the good news is you're 22. It's not like you have to make a binding decision at this point. You don't have to, like, commit to celibacy or anything like that, I guess, unless you're looking at a convent, in which case I, I encourage you, don't go into the convent. I've, I've actually... I've, I've known someone who's gone that road and um, 
you know what? Maybe she was a little bit like you. <laughs> I guess I didn't. Uh, she didn't write me any any letters into my podcast, so I can't say for sure. Uh, but but uh, I mean, maybe um, you know, if you enjoy your own company, if you if being around other people is too much pressure, or if you know their availability is is simply what what is turning you off, you know, get a pet. You know, just work on you, spend that time alone, and if that makes you happy, you know, stick with it. There's nothing that says that you have to be out there on 15 different dating apps or going on blind dates, getting set up by friends. There's there's nothing wrong with being alone, uh, especially if your other options out there are people like me and Steve. And in that case, you're just you're so much better <laughs> off alone. So good luck to you. You know the, jeez, uh, just being on Twitter long enough, James. You and I don't know how much you interact with your followers, but it's amazing how many lousy people there are. And I don't mean our <laughs> followers necessarily, but like relationships they've been in. And just sitting in my chair for 30 years, you hear a lot of stuff too. And I'm like, I want to assure everyone there are decent men out there that, uh, that maybe we're all taken. I don't know, but I will say not every man is a, a liar or a cheat or whatever else. But anyway, having said all of that, the fact that she's writing to us, I think to me suggests that she does have a little bit of angst about not being in a relationship like she has a desire to be in a relationship and uh, maybe it is an intimacy thing that uh, as soon as that person is in her orbit too close that she wants to back away but I'll say this too and same thing after sitting in my chair for 30 years it's funny that couples have different sets of rules and there's all kinds of arrangements that work for different people and if you can't live together you can still be in a nice comfortable relationship having separate residences that you get together a couple times a week you have dinner maybe you have sex one night like you you can still have interdependent lives where you have your own life and then you kind of get together sometimes because you enjoy each other's company so whatever rules you want to establish if you find someone who can adhere to the rules and sort of buys into the necessity of the rules, I think you can still find a relationship that works. Yeah, and I would I would encourage you also to uh, to be upfront with people. I mean, if you if you legitimately are not you know sexually attracted to anybody and you get into a relationship, be upfront about that because if somebody is looking for something else, you don't want them to get two years into the relationship before they realize that they're just you know going up against a brick wall here. But you might run into somebody who also just isn't interested in anything or is interested in the particular thing you are. Uh, and you know there are there are decent people out there. I don't know if I would go as far as Steve and include you know put out that we and include us in that, but perhaps other people. <laughs> People might fall into that category. I will say one of my guilty pleasures on the internet. Anytime I'm feeling bad about my life, I, I just go on the internet and find somebody who has it worse, and not not worse like in an impoverished or like serious way, but just somebody with some sort of family drama. And uh, if you go on any relationship forum anywhere, like the things that people go through, like they discover yeah. their boyfriend has a secret other family. I mean, whatever yeah. it is, like there's yeah. always something. The worst thing you can imagine. There's always somebody who's done that times too. So if you and if you and I guess don't feel pressure either it's possible that she she's only worried about getting in a relationship because all that's what all of her friends are doing that's what her parents yeah. are pushing her to do and that seems like the normal human thing to do and we really don't have a, a chart or a, a path charted out in society that that says you know i just want to be alone there are no rom-coms where the, the person the heroine successfully fights off everyone and just lives alone forever <laughs> like that's not considered a happy ending but maybe in this particular case maybe that is the happy ending uh and if that's good enough for her that should be good enough for everybody else too uh any closing thoughts 
Uh, no, the thought I had is too long. <laughs> so I'll just table it, and we'll bring it back for the next question as we uh, get this bubble of questions coming through. Yes, it is an embarrassment of riches. Well, if you have a question you'd like to throw onto the pile, send me an email at jamesbrakewell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. Despite the title of the podcast, it doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be a, a question about, uh, you know, just a boyfriend, girlfriend, two platonic friends, coworkers. It can even be a question about wanting to be by yourself. Send that in and we will do our best to solve it for you. This has been 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs>